podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Oh, yeah. Open it up. Popping a beer because it's time for a live show. Boys and girls, the boys are back. The boys are back, and I could not be more pumped. Again, I have so much fun doing these live shows here on ColorCast. They've been rocking with us for about two and a half months now. And I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier to be doing uh, these live shows at ColorCast. Gives us everything we want except for our near and dear friends uh, in with uh, Android phones. It is coming soon. I promise. I promise. I promise. All of you listening who are Team Android, you'll be joining us very soon as we have fun every single Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Every night. And and again, if you're listening to this on the app, uh, we drop these either on Thursday or Fridays. So if you want to get in, if you don't want to wait, if you don't want to miss the fun, join us on Thursdays at 7 p.m. And then, of course, you know them, you love them. It is the way boneheads start their day. That is Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Get your first purchase of the A1 scoop and score. I'm calling it the scoop and score. Maybe they need to add me to their uh, marketing team. The A1, it's a scoop, it's a score. You shake it up, you drink it down. All the vitamins, all the minerals, all the superfoods, probiotics. It's how I start my day every morning. I Before I hop on the Peloton, they're not a sponsor, but maybe they should be. I take a drink, drink down my athletic greens, and I get going. So it is going to be a fun day here on the live show. We're going to talk a lot of NFL draft and cats in the NFL uh, because I think that, A, it's fun. I think it, I think it's wild. Because you see how much weight the NFL and football holds. Because we're right here in the midst of the NBA playoffs. We're right here in the midst of Major League Baseball going on. You have all these things going on in the sports world. And what's getting the most play? The NFL draft. So we're going to talk a little bit of NFL draft and how it uh, relates to uh, the K-State Wildcats. Uh, we might talk about some future NFL guys, depending on how long the show goes. Maybe we can get to some basketball recruiting, but I have a feeling, you know, God willing, we are going to be able to talk about maybe some commits next week. Uh, you know, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, so we are going to, uh, I mean, we have so much to talk about and we're going to have fun tonight, but before we do, we are going to. Uh, we're, we're going to start with, you know, what turned out to be the most controversial question on the live show, uh, or not the live show, but the Q and a of Mr. Hayes. And that is going to be, what is the go to sub sandwich spot? You know, Hayes caught a little bit of flack for that. You know, I love, I love Hayes. Um, but, uh, he, he got, he caught a couple strays because he's not a good sense guy. I kind of caught a little hate because I'm not a Jimmy John's guy, but we're going to do it. It's a big house tonight. We have a lot of folks. Um, We only have room for a, I think, we only have room for a couple more folks. If you're listening, hop up there. Um, If not, uh, you know, if you want to talk, if not, uh, maybe we'll get to you later. But let's just get into it because, again, it's a full house. We have an energized crew today. We're going to start with. My main guy, Nick the Coffee Fiend. Nick, welcome to the live show. I'm happy you're here from the jump. The off-topic question, what's your go-to sub-sandwich shop? So with me and my work, I recruit out of southeast Kansas and south of Topeka. And we really only have Subway. 
but once I get into like the big cities and have a variety, um, I like good scents. I also like Jimmy John's. Um, but if I were to eat Subway as well, I mean, I like all three, but if I had to choose one, I got to go with Jimmy John's. That's, that's my number one. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's going to be a popular one. The good chef, Andre Napier, chef, what's your go-to sub sandwich shop? Dude, I'm telling you, when you were talking about that on the pod, I was like, I don't even know what half of these places are. We have Jersey Mike's Subway and, uh, uh, that's about it. We don't have no Quiznos here. They shut those down a long time ago. But I'll tell you, you it's probably a brand name. They might have them out there in Kansas. But Charlie's, those slap. Give me a Philly. That's a, that's a sub sandwich to me. Those are those go crazy hard. All right. Well, I, I don't know what Charlie's is, but I don't. I think I think a Philly might be different. Granted, you can get Phillies at Jersey and Mike's. And that's like one of my favorite things to get there. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm just saying I, I think that's slightly different, but Charlie's. It, next time I'm, I'm in your hood, I'm going to go for that. We're going with the prodigal son. He has come back. Joel, Joel, my guy, what's your go-to sub place? Yeah, let's go, baby. Um, You guys are all wrong. It's easily Firehouse, and it's not even close. Firehouse yeah. is pretty good. I'll yeah, it's that. it's way better than all those other ones. All right, we're going with Cole. Cole with the greatest Avi in the world. Hey, everyone who's participating in the live show, if anyone can knock off Cole for best Avi, uh, get in the game uh, because I don't think he can do it. Cole in Colorado. Sorry, because it's Cole's back-to-back. We're going Colorado, Cole first uh, with the fire Avi. Uh, what's your favorite uh, sub shop? All right, so my all-time favorite, <clears throat> it probably is going to be a little bit disconnected to you guys, but there's a place out here in Denver – in the metro area called Snarfs, and it is well above any other place that I've been, in my opinion. But if I'm going national chain, I got to agree with my guy, Joel Firehouse. I've been hitting that up for lunches lately. Um, they never cease to let me down. I always go with a nice, spicy Italian sandwich. Um, so that's my two cents right there. Dude, spicy Italians are like my like default whenever I go to a sub place. So I, I love that. Uh oh, Chef, what do you have to say? Is Snarf the the weird freaky cat from like Lion O and the Thundercats? I think it is. No one watches that weird show. Go in the corner, Chef. We're going to Texas Cole next. Texas Cole. Uh, I need to come up with something better. Texas Cole just doesn't really. Colorado Cole works. I, I, I'm going to think of something different for Cole. Maybe I'll just call you Coley Dub. Coley Dub, what's your go-to uh, sub place? You can call me whatever you'd like. Um, I know Snarfs. Snarfs is legit. They have one of those down here. Um, but honestly, I really like uh, more local down here is Thundercloud Subs. I think it's local. Um, I mean, they might have expanded a little bit. But they have a really good Italian sub that is just perfect um but more chain i really like i do like good i know this back in college i really like good sense but um there's also jimmy john's it's like right across the road from here so i tend to frequent there pretty often whenever i'm feeling lazy so if i had to choose i'd say thundercloud subs for sure there you go we got Hayes. Hayes, you were on the q a show do you want to defend yourself against some of the strays you caught for taking down uh good sense on twitter so I have a confession to make. I don't know exactly <clears throat> what I said, but I wasn't trying to talk shit on Good Sense. I think I've maybe had it one time, and I've like never purchased it. I was just trying to say that you were wrong because you talked a little smack on Jimmy John's, and that got me a little heated. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And, <laughs> and again, I acknowledge I, 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 folks love Jimmy John's, and again, I've ordered Jimmy John's like, you know, in the past year, there's, there are times where it's like, all right, that real, you know, thick and like just strong bread. Like, I don't know if there's a better term for it. There's a time where that is what is needed. So I'm not trying to hate on it, but that's all fair. That's all fair. And then I just want to give you one more shout out. The first ever bonehead to feature in a Q and a uh, show. So everyone in the chat, clap it up for my guy, Hayes. We're going now to Ace Edwards. You know what, Ace, I was thinking about this the other day. You and your co-host have never brought me on as a guest on Alley Cats, and as your podcasting dad, that kind of hurts my feelings. But in the meantime, what is your favorite sub uh, shop? Your day is, is coming soon, my friend. Um, 
I would I applauded you because you had the correct take of good sense, and it is absolutely good sense, and I will not tolerate any slander towards it. I love it. And then now, last but definitely not least, my guy Steve Z, SL Keck, Steve Z the GOAT. And here's another kind of behind-the-scenes thing. I think in the month of May, we are going to have our first ever show that is kind of technically not hosted by myself or Grant, where Steve will play host as he is the uh, game master when game night comes back. So everyone needs to look out for that in the month of May. Steve, you're a Topeka guy, so I know you might have like a little bit of Quiznos love somewhere in you, but what's your favorite uh, uh, sub shop? We would like to vote Rockabelly Deli. Hey, there! That first off, that's not Steve. That's a special female guest. Uh, I do have to say this, and we might have to put it to the the crew: Is Rockabelly a sub shop, though? Yes, it's a bar and a sub shop. All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll let that play. I'll let that play. Uh, all right. So that's our off-topic question. Well, yeah, I see Cole saying, actually, that's a, that's a uh, deli, actually. So, oh, sh- damn, Chef, you need to come back to Manhattan more often. Uh, Rockabelly is in Aggieville, Chef. So uh, that's our off-topic uh, question. Let's jump into it right now. We're going to talk kind of NFL draft and case staters in the NFL adjacent. Uh, for folks listening to this live and listening to it on the show, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to wait for the results to come through, but I'm going to do a deep dive and really give a lot of opinions when it comes to why the NFL draft really does matter in today's NCAA uh, football, and especially when it comes to recruiting not only high schoolers, but the portal. But tonight's going to be about you guys. Uh, Skylar Thompson is the one I want to focus on first. He is a guy who I've seen in seven-round mock drafts going as early as the fourth round and not getting drafted at all. So early on here, uh, I just want everyone to go on the record with their prediction. Does Skylar Thompson get drafted? Yes or no? We're going to reverse the order. We're going to start with Steve down in the corner, Steve and friend. Uh, Do you guys think Skylar Thompson gets drafted or is he going to be an undrafted free agent? He will make a 53-man roster uh, by the time the NFL season starts. Oh, but that is not the question that I asked you. Yeah, you're being such a douche. Um, I am, I am. I, I, I want you to go on the record. Does he get drafted or is he an undrafted free agent? Because I'll say this. I agree with you. I think Skylar Thompson is the perfect backup quarterback or if a, if a team's going to carry three on their 53-man because he's smart. He's going to help out in the quarterback room and – if he comes in even day one, I think he can not make mistakes and he can allow your chance, a team a chance to win. So I want you on the record. Does he get drafted? All right. All right. So seventh round, a team decides they cannot pass him up. Um, and then he has like a Chase Daniel-esque career where he makes a billion dollars to be a backup for 20 years, whatever, however long Chase Daniel's been in the NFL. I, I hope that's the case. Chase Daniel actually, I think, signed another – two-year contract this offseason, so it continues. Uh, we're going to my guy, Ace of Aggieville Alley Cats. Ace, go on the record. Does Skyler get drafted? There are – I'm actually looking at my board. There are only eight quarterbacks that have a draftable grade this year. Skyler Thompson is number eight, so he takes a day three flyer. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We will go next to Hayes. Hayes, we probably could have talked about this on Sunday – uh, but since we didn't, Skylar Thompson, we've got two guys saying he's going to be a seventh round or a late draft pick. Are you going to keep the train going or are you going to call him an undrafted free agent? I think he's going to squeak into like <clears throat> into the sixth round somewhere just because there's no quarterbacks. And after Carson Strong, it's kind of a crapshoot. So I think he gets lucky there. All right, we're going to go to Coley Dub. Coley Dub. I, hey, you know what? I, I don't think you're – I think you're a Chiefs fan, but you live down there in Texas. I'll tell you this. I think Houston or Dallas should definitely look at him as a late-round flyer. Um, does he end up in Texas? Is he going to be a NFL draft pick, or is he going to be a free agent guy? I'll say he gets drafted in the sixth round. Um, as far as the team goes, I'm not sure, but 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Dallas or uh, Houston Texans can always use quarterbacks. All right, we'll go to Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole. Uh, the last Kansas City area quarterback drafted was Drew Locke, and he went to the Denver Broncos. Uh, they need someone to back up uh, Russell Wilson, I think. I don't know. I don't know who's still there. Does Skylar Thompson get drafted? On the record, I would say yes, he does get drafted. Um, and I think that just his interview abilities will get him to be drafted um, by a team. I know I'll be watching on Saturday um, as closely as I can because I I, I really am going to be pulling for the guy. We're going to go to Joel next. Joel, we have an optimistic show tonight, um, thinking that Skyler Thompson, Sky316, the Sky Master, Pimp Juice, is going to get drafted. Uh, does he hear his name called on Saturday? Yeah, man. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty on the fence on it, actually. I think on one hand, I mean, and this isn't to like disparage him or anything, eventually he's got to be the best player left on the board before the draft ends. And, I mean, those later rounds, like, you never know. You're just kind of trying to get what you can get. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, you can grab one of these guys from – I don't even know what it's called, that spring football league that's going on right now. Like, if one of them balls out, you could get them for pretty cheap as well. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think anyone who makes a definitive call is probably putting on a little bit of a persona because I don't think anyone has any idea. We're going to go to Chef next. Chef, a uh, known Skylar Thompson hater, so who knows what he's going to say here. But uh, does Skylar Thompson get drafted? Uh, I'm going to say no. Um, he's going to get picked up undrafted free agent by Steve's Titans, and he's going to throw a touchdown pass to Briley Moore in the preseason. That would be a lot of fun. I think Ema Twitter would go nuts, about as nuts as it can, can go I'd like to for a preseason well. game. Thank you. There You're you welcome. go, Steve. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome. All right, we're going to wrap this question up with Nick. Nick, is Skyler going to get drafted? Yes, I think either probably fifth or sixth round. I think some team is going to be like, ooh, I need a backup quarterback. Maybe they have a starter that's pretty shaky, and they'll pick him up and see how tremendous of a quarterback he is. So I'll say this. um, I don't want him to go somewhere, and this this is probably not great, but I don't want him to go somewhere where he actually might end up having to start like multiple games because I think the best possible way for Skylar Thompson to maximize his career earnings would be a Chase Daniel type situation. Again, I think he can come in and if his number's called, he can keep you in a game, but I don't think he's going to be a long-term starting quarterback, but you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. The only other guy who is even being mentioned as a draftable prospect and some folks actually say that he has a better shot at getting drafted, is Mr. Russ Yeast. Again, we did this show, I mean, I think we did this show last year, and we went through the names, and ultimately no one got drafted. Um, So I feel like we're doing that a little bit again today. Um, Russ Yeast pops up on some seventh-round mock drafts. If you talk to some folks associated with K-State or folks that are, you know, area scouts, some of them do say he has a better chance. So we'll go rapid fire on this one before we kind of get a little bit deeper into the weeds on some of the topics. Do you think Russ Yeast gets drafted? And if you do, are you more confident in him getting his name called than Skylar Thompson? We'll come back. The Actually, we'll start in the middle. We'll start with Coley Dove. Coley Dove, Russ Yeast is the only other guy who seems to be on some draft boards. Does he get drafted? And if you say yes, are you more confident in him or Skyler hearing his name? I'll say he gets drafted in the seventh round. Um, I would say more confident probably. I mean, that make, that doesn't make any sense when I said Skyler's getting drafted in the sixth. But I don't know. I mean, he does have that first team all Big 12 recognition on his next to his top name. So I don't know. Maybe someone will throw out a flyer on him just for that. Yeah, so I, I, I see the chat, and we'll go to Ace next. Ace, the reason why I say 
the only other one who has a chance of getting drafted is because I have talked to a handful of folks and I have spent more time looking at seven round mock drafts than I probably should. Nobody has once mentioned to me Josh Rivas is a draftable prospect. He hasn't shown up on any, any seven round mock drafts, but this is what I've been told that he will not get drafted, but he is someone who might end up having a three to four year career in the NFL. And he's going to be an undrafted free agent type guy. Um, I'll give you this chance now to go to your bat, uh, you know, Ace. Why is he? Why do you think he is going to get drafted, and why do you think he is being slept on? Okay, so the reason I say that Josh Rivas is being slept on is because in a draft that has a lot of more zone blocking interior offensive linemen, he's one of the very few that first that has genuine power and really heavy hands. Granted, he needs to get a lot better in pass protection and lateral movement, but I could honestly see him getting picked up as a flyer or as a priority UDFA to a team like, I don't know, the Packers who want to use it. Well, no, they have the floor. But to a team that wants to run a bit more power than they do outside zone, and he just has that that outs, that that skill set with his hands. And that's why I think he's just, he's just being skipped on, slept on just because of that power. All right. Well, everyone, if uh, Josh Rivas gets drafted, make sure you tweet at Ace Edwards. I think that's the Twitter handle as well uh, to tell him he is right. We're going to go next to, we'll go to Steve Z next on that. Um, If you want to throw Josh Rivas in the mix, you can. Um, But again, everything I've read, it sounds like Russ East is the only other uh, guy who has a real shot. Again, uh, he was also in that East-West Shrine game, one of the two uh, most premier, you know, draftable all-star games for college uh, students. So what's your prediction on Russ East? So I think it's easier for a specific team to fall in love with a quarterback and pick him up early just to make sure they don't have to get them later. Whereas when it comes to, like, defensive backs, uh, you can – it's pretty tough to fall in love with, like, a sixth, seventh rounder to the point that you want to make sure you – can sign them before anybody else. Uh, so I will still say Skyler Thompson gets drafted ahead of either of the other guys. All right, we'll go to Joel next. Joel, you know, uh, your guy, Ross Elder, he, he's in the NIL game, uh, but his running mate back there, uh, Russ Yeast, he's on some draft boards. What What's your prediction for Mr. Yeast? Yeah, uh, I mean, first off, to touch on um, Prince Ross over there, He's uh, he's definitely still a draftable prospect. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on him too much, you know. Uh, quick feet, smart head. He, he, I mean, he likes to likes to hit people. He give him a shot, he'll be all right. Um, definitely can't be worse than Daniel Sorensen. But yeah, uh, Russ Yeast definitely, bro. He's a dog. He's he's probably a fifth or sixth rounder in my mind. See, he's he's the guy as a Chiefs fan. Like, I would love it if they took him with one of the four seventh round draft picks. We'll go to uh, Chef next, and then we'll come down to Coley Dub. Chef, uh, Russ Yeast, you know, I think he was your guy. I can't remember who whose guys were who in the uh, off season or in the football season. Does he get picked up? Oh, I was always a yeast infection guy, but um, I got Josh Rivas as our only draft pick. I'm gonna Ooh. stick with that. Um, Chef even, and Ace. Even when even before Ace said it, I was always heavy on him. I read a interesting um, article with Josh Rivas did a um, a Q and A Q&A with a Chargers reporter about his interview with the Chargers, and he seems pretty favorable with the Chargers offense and how he fits into that. I wouldn't be surprised if a late seventh round, uh, sixth round pick by Josh Rivas to the Chargers. Uh, happens um that's my guy he's big strong heavy hands like ace said um rush yeast he's gonna have to be a slot guy he's not big enough to be safety and he's not an outside guy so um maybe he can get picked up and be a special teams guy but i don't see him getting drafted for that yeah i i I like that you called that out so russ yeast and they highlighted this on nfl network uh, at the Shrine game, the East-West Shrine game in Las Vegas, he played snaps at free safety, strong safety, and then as nickel corner. And then he actually lined up one down 
uh, when they had their alignment wrong as a Mike linebacker. So the guy was all over the place, excuse me. Um, so I, I, I do think he has that versatility. We'll have to wait and see. Again, Saturday will be the big day for Cats. We'll go Coley Dub. We'll go Hayes, Nick, and then wrap up this question with uh, Callie Mike. Unless I missed Cole, uh, Colorado Cole. I can't remember. Say in the chat if I yeah, did, but we'll go Coley Dub. I already answered this earlier. Oh, okay, sorry. Then yeah, you Colorado Cole. Cole. Colorado. See, this is what I get when I try to get creative with the order. I failed you all. Colorado Cole, what do you got for East? Hey, Scott, nothing wrong with K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, <laughs> Russ East, I will say that I am more confident in him getting drafted than Skyler just due to the mathematics. Um, I'm no mathematician or anything, but I believe there's more defensive backs on a roster than quarterbacks. And for that reason, I would put money on yeast. Um, I would like to make a point that our king, our sauce king, uh, has reportedly talked to all 32 NFL teams. So, you know, I'd love to hear your take on his chances of getting drafted. Yeah, so I have been in communication. Again, I've been trying to low-key get uh, uh, the sauce boss back on the uh, show uh, to talk about the draft process. And a lot of things have just kind of gotten in the way of that happening. Um, he has talked to all 32 teams. I've talked with him. I've talked with his NFL agent. I think that he is going to be an undrafted free agent guy. But again, there might be some team that the special teams coordinator gets to make you know, a sixth and a seventh round pick. And he might be one of those guys. Because he, he's going to be someone who runs down on punts and kicks. That's going to uh, just be crazy. So uh, if if there's like a franchise out there that lets their special teams coordinator make a couple picks in the seventh round, maybe he does. Um, I'm not going to count on it. I'm not going to hold my breath. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think, uh, oh, goodness. Was it Nick, Hayes, and Callie Mike? No, it was Hayes, then me, and then Callie Mike. Okay, Hayes, Nick, Callie Mike. Hayes, what do you think about Russ East? Uh, kind of what everyone else said. I think he has a chance. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, I'd be very happy if he did. Uh, but I, I think that Skyler has a better chance of making it in, um, and probably no one else does. But we got a few guys that'll be undrafted free agents, probably like Revis Stubby. I think Timmy Horn will find a way onto a uh, camp roster, at least. Again, hashtag Insider Scott. That is something that I've been told. Now we'll now we'll go to Nick, the coffee man. I had uh, I had some coffee from that uh, company that in Lawrence uh, this morning, and it was delicious coffee from a veteran-owned coffee shop in Lawrence. Uh, so, what's the name of that shop, Nick? Battle Site Zero Coffee. That that was actually. Uh, Founded by my uh, first company commander when I joined the military. So hey, there you go. So shout out to them. Go go buy some coffee beans from them. Uh, what what do you think uh, Russ Yeast chances are? Uh, I think like Skyler, it's gonna be late. Uh, I wouldn't say probably. I'd say probably about sixth or seventh round. Um, that's that's just my guess. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a sleeper. So yeah. So I I have uh, I've done a lot of. Um, I've done a lot of Google searching as this has been going on, and then there is I found one, I found one uh, mock draft, one seventh seventh round mock draft that has him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the sixth round. Um, so, uh, and basically calling out that he is the uh, the most versatile cover safety nickel hybrid in this draft, and then it goes on to say about how that exact type of player isn't as common in the modern day NFL. Um, but Hey, we'll see what happens. We're going to end with Callie Mike, Callie Mike. Uh, we've talked about Skyler's draft prospects before you got here. We we're talking a little bit of Russ East before we move on to maybe some forward looking stuff. Um, 
what what do you think the chances are for those two guys? Or you can join Ace and uh, Chef Andre Napier and predict that Josh Rivas gets drafted as well if you'd like to. Um, yeah, so sorry I'm late. I'm, I am driving, so I apologize for any background noise. Hey, uh, just drive driving, safe. Drive I'm safe. I'm driving safe. I'm driving safe. Don't 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 pull a chef like that one time back in the Spotify green room days. We don't talk about that anymore. Nobody can replicate chef's antics. I'll say that much. Um, Yeah. So uh, I think I missed the beginning as well. I'm just going to throw in there that I'm a yellow sub fan, even though I haven't been there for like 25 years. Um, So in terms of drafts, I'm I'm doubling down. I'm saying Skyler, Rivas and yeast. All getting drafted. That would be massive, and and you're one, always one of the most optimistic folks, and I like that. So, just kind of a spoiler for uh, what Monday's show is going to be, and part of why I talk about so much. When you start looking at a lot of these recruiting battles we get in, and I specifically am targeting the University of Iowa because the take is always, why does Iowa almost always get their pick of the litter when they're recruiting against K-State? Or people bring up just different teams. Why, why do they do it? It all comes back to the NFL draft. And while I don't know if this will be the one to turn the tide, because I don't think it is. I think there is a much better chance we get zero guys drafted than multiple guys drafted. Um, eventually, and I'm hoping it might be next year, you start stacking up those draft picks because I'll tell you this, the high three stars and above, the first thing they're going to ask a coaching staff is, can you get me to the NFL? And when you're going head to head against Iowa for some of those guys that has almost turned into, you know, a middle-class NFL factory. No, they're not, they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia, not, nothing like that. They're not Ohio State. They're not Michigan. Uh, but they put dudes in the NFL, you know, a handful a year, and we need to get to that point. So this is where I want to kick things off because I think there are a lot of future NFL draft picks on this roster. I just want to get everyone's favorite one or two guys that you think, hey, Scott, you just have to wait one year or two years because this guy is going to be a first or second or third, just a early half of the draft type guy. Cause I think there's going to be a handful of them. And I just want to hear everyone's uh, favorite pick for that. So we're going to start with Nick, Nick in the future, because I think, hell, I even think next year, I think we might see guys going early and we might see a handful of guys go next year. Who's the guy you're most confident in that is going to be the next, you know, top four round NFL pick for K-State. As much as I don't want to say it, uh, I think Deuce, just in the sense of his draft stock is just getting higher and higher every year since he came to K-State. And I think he's going to take the the money, which I don't blame him. Um, I don't know. It it could go both ways, but I, I foresee Deuce going high top four rounds next year. I'll say this about Deuce. When his time comes, his dad is an NFL agent. So I think he is going to be one of the most informed guys because in theory, he could still play for three more years. I think, again, I think it's more likely next year might be the last one. We're going to go to the good chef. Chef, who who is the guy? Like, it, Let me rephrase it. If someone on this current roster is going to be a first-round draft pick, mm. who would you put your money on? Okay, well. Because that odds- changes it a little bit. Well, the the obvious answer for that, if we're limiting it to first round draft picks, is Felix Anadike Uzama. That's going to be the guy. That's the prototypical defensive end, get after the quarterback. He's going to be the first round draft pick that we have on the team. Maybe a Cooper BB if somebody's going to go guard, but I don't think that's happening. But if we're leaving it to four, the top four rounds, like you said in the first question, I think if Julius Brents gets an invite to maybe a combine or his pro day, and he runs a 4-4 four, four or low 4-4s, four he's going to be somewhere creeping into that second, third-round range. Yeah, especially with his height and his arms. Again, I think there's a very real chance you're looking at uh, two NFL draft pick corners starting on the outside for K-State next year. Uh, Joel, you can take it either way. Either like a guy you're confident in in the future is going to be a 
top four rounds, or you can say, hey, if I'm putting money on it, this is my prediction of the next first-round draft pick at K-State. Oh, man. I mean, if I'm putting money on it, it's got to be Felix. But, I mean, I think a a top four-round guy possibly, and this might be kind of crazy, is Adrian Martinez. I mean, he cuts those interceptions in half and has just a, a year like he had two years ago. He could be a he could be a guy to look out for. I'll I'll say this. I don't I don't think top four, but if Skyler gets drafted and then Adrian Martinez turns around and gets drafted, that is the single most beneficial thing that could happen to Kansas State football that isn't winning games. If if you're telling me, hey Scott Wildcat, what is the you you can't pick games. You can't say, oh, go ten win ten games. Oh, you, you you can't say sweep Oklahoma and Texas this year. You can't say, you know, win a Big 12 championship. It has to be something off the field. The number one best thing that could happen for Chris Kleiman's program is to get a quarterback drafted back-to-back years at K-State. Because here's the thing. When recruits come in and they have a welcome video, you know, for some of these big, like, unofficial events, or if they're having, like, a seven-on-seven camp or you know they're camping because it's about to be camp season they're going to have a few camps they show this hype video that hypes up k-state because these camps and these uh competitions and these visits they're all recruiting not all of them are recruitable guys but some of them are they have this video and what do they show they show the north dakota state quarterbacks getting drafted yes they show some of the k-state players in the past getting drafted but they predominantly feature the three North Dakota State quarterbacks who get drafted. There are programs that try to negatively recruit against K-State to say, oh, it's all fine and dandy. You know, I, 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 will, I would bet my life Avery Johnson has heard this. Oh, it's fine and dandy they put three guys into the NFL from North Dakota State, but they're not at North Dakota State anymore. If you go back-to-back Skylar Thompson, Adrian Martinez – and maybe you already have a four-star top 200 guy in Avery Johnson in the fold, you can definitely, you can basically pencil K-State in every single year to be a competitor for a four-star better quarterback for every year beyond that. So I hope you're right, Joel. I wish Arkansas would say some shit like, oh, it's North Dakota. They're not North Dakota. They only have Ryan Mallett. Fuck Arkansas. I agree. I agree, and honestly, all things all things are still trending the right the right direction for Avery Johnson. I think it might happen a little later than any of us want it to, but things are going the right direction. And again, if you if you go Skylar Thompson sixth round, Adrian Martinez fourth fifth sixth round, all of a sudden people are looking at K State a lot differently. We'll go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, I know this show is for the bonehead, so I'm sorry for getting on my soapbox before I came to you. But what do you see in the future K-State draft-wise? Either who, who do you think is a guy who will be top four rounds? Are you going to follow the pack and say Felix Andike Uzama is the most likely, likely first-round draft pick currently on the team? Just walk me through your thoughts. Yeah, no, your, your rant came at a great time. And uh, great minds think alike, Joel, because I'm going – First overall draft pick to the New York Jets or whoever shitty team, Heisman Trophy winner, Adrian Martinez. True facts. Let's go, baby. Go crazy, Cole. That that would be wild. I mean, could you imagine uh, going from a guy just floundering at uh, Nebraska, yeah, putting up yards, but floundering there to them winning the Heisman? I mean, get a freaking Disney Plus movie about that right there. I love it. I love it. We'll go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, what do you see for the future of K-State NFL draft prospects? All of them. They're all getting drafted. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, after this year, I think you could really see some guys go, and especially, hopefully, amongst the offensive line. It seems kind of like the strongest position group, and I mean – I just think their recruiting's been the best there. So hopefully you see that pay dividends and get some guys drafted and get them some money. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see the first true tackle be a uh, draftable prospect. But I'll tell you this. I think you have two future NFL guards who will be lining up inside with Cooper Beebe 
and uh, Taylor Portier coming back. Um, we're going to go to Hayes next. Hayes, what what does your crystal ball look like when you're talking future NFL draft picks for K-State? Yeah, I think Cooper Beebe is the right answer. However, like the safe answer, um, I think Felix, people might think that he's a little undersized, but he'll be up there. He's still getting drafted, no doubt. Um, but I'm glad someone else pointed out 9 a.m. because that's all I was thinking. I feel like it's it. he'd have to have a pretty massively disappointing season not to get drafted, period. Maybe that's an overstatement, but um, top four rounds is certainly possible if we go where I think we can go this year. All right, we'll go to Ace. Ace, you are the NFL draft guy. While I don't think your uh, prediction on Josh Revis is going to be correct, you probably follow it much closer than I do. So who, get, throw it out there. What do, what do you think the uh, you know next first-round draft pick and then may, or who you're most confident in going in the first four rounds in the future? For first-round draft pick, I I honestly think that BB has a better chance if he stayed out at tackle to be a first-rounder, just because a lot of teams value tackles that they can kick into guards, especially if it's in their last couple of years. You know, unless you're Jonah Williams, who's a weirdly short-armed tackle who's got to stay there, that's neither here nor there. But honestly, one name that I haven't heard yet that could even creep up into the second round is Echo, and the only reason no one talks about Echo is because you never see Echo because no one ever throws to Echo. I I do think also people maybe have him on the back burner because they don't realize that he is NFL draft eligible after this year. Um, actually, technically, I think he might have been NFL draft eligible after this past year because he he did take a redshirt season. Um, so I, I I think folks legitimately I'm just going to say this enjoy this upcoming football season because I think there is a very real chance that you see some guys go early and then the following year is a rebuild so um really enjoy this upcoming season watch we'll go your to... mouth Scott hey first off who cares if we go to Arlington like if, if a bunch of dudes decide hey I'm gonna I'm gonna go after my uh, professional football dreams coming off of a trip to Arlington. Like, who cares is what I say to that. We'll go to Steve Z next. Steve Z, who do you basically want to see for the Tennessee Titans here in the next five years? Uh, Cooper Beebe, number one. Uh, Scott, question for you. Who do you think has the higher upside in the NFL, King Felix or Duke? Well, so probably I- I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Felix because I think – Duke is going to continue to battle injuries. He already got banged up again in spring ball, um, and they were trying to treat him with kid gloves. I'm worried about his durability. So I And here's the thing. That, that's a great question because Duke, when we asked this question last year, I'm pretty sure Duke was the one who was getting – was one of the guys getting mentioned. So uh, I, I think that's a great call. And here's the thing. He has a little bit more uh, – you know, positional flexibility because he can play that stand-up guy. We saw him before we switched to the 3-4 with his hand in the dirt. Um, So I think he has a lot more uh, positional flexibility than Felix does. So I would say if uh, if we're talking about, like, first-rounders, I'm jumping back a couple uh, ways that you asked the question, but VB I definitely think has a chance. I think Duke, if he stays healthy this year, is a first-rounder. And then King Felix, uh, I think, would probably be third on my list in terms of just potential first-round draft picks. All right, and we'll wrap this part of it up with Callie Mike. Callie Mike, who do you see as a future uh, NFL draft pick, early draft pick on this roster? I'm going to go with a hot take here and maybe wishful thinking, but I'm going to say – this guy's going to have a huge season, big resurgence, complete games. Malik Knowles, he's going to come through and be our number one hot receiver. I mean, that talk about a redemption story if that were to happen. I, I, would, I would absolutely love that. Um, before we kind of move on to a wrap-up question, again, love how many folks are here. Um, so we, we turn through the questions a little slower. 
If you look, it's on, I'm looking online right now. If you look at guys who are currently signed on NFL teams, and here's the thing about like this time of the year, uh, all this means is they're going to make it to camp. They're Byron Pringle, Duke Shelley, Cody Whitehair, all with the Chicago Bears. Wyatt Hubert with the Bengals. Dalton Reisner with the Broncos. A.J. Parker with the Lions. Keandre Thomas with Green Bay. Elijah Sullivan with uh, the Jaguars. Elijah Lee with the Chiefs. D.J. Reed with the Jets. B.J. Finney with the Steelers, but he actually has a uh, non-roster designation. Tyler Lockett with the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Jordan Willis with the 49ers. Briley Moore with Tennessee. And Cornelius Lucas with Washington. That is not a very long list for this time in the NFL year. And my guess is quite a few of these guys are not going to be on 53-man rosters. The, I bring this up because, again, I, and it's something I'll talk about on uh, the show that will publish Monday. K-State needs, needs, desperately needs guys back in the NFL making plays so they can show those highlight films in the stadium. Because you can have those, oh, cats in the NFL, and it's not Byron Pringle from preseason, half the season into this. If we want to continue to take football recruiting to the next level, the biggest thing that can help this team out right now is for a handful of these guys to start finding their way on their NFL teams. For these guys to find a way to get drafted this year and find their ways on those 53-man rosters. Because, again, that is one of the biggest negative recruiting tools that is currently working against K-State right now. And it's the whole idea, hey, yeah, you might win you know, eight, nine games in the Big 12, but you're not going to get them to the NFL. So that's something to keep your minds on uh, this weekend for the draft as we see some of these free agents. And then you start watching those NFL rosters get built throughout the fall. All right, we're going to end this with a question. Uh, we'll, we'll go around, and depending on how long this takes, maybe we'll touch on a little basketball recruiting or come up with a fun topic to end this. But on the topic of cats in the NFL, who is your all-time favorite K-State Wildcat NFL career? So I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, Colin Klein was in camp with the Houston Texans and he's my favorite Wildcat. No, who who do you have the best NFL memories of as a K-State Wildcat? And we'll start with Callie Mike for this one. Oh, damn. Uh, greatest NFL memories. Mm. Uh, probably, I don't know, man. Like, um, it's most recently probably, you know, He's not had a prolific career, but I love watching Jordan Willis making his way, you know. He had a pretty legit, uh, what was it, uh, it was a field goal block uh, in that playoff game this last year for the 49ers. Um, that was pretty exciting. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of blanking, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, Steve, I, I see your question. Uh, uh, NFL, um, for so uh, football, so – uh, there you go. Um, we'll go to you next. Uh, Steve, who is your favorite uh, NFL Wildcat? Okay, so your question time. was favorite career, which oh, sorry, is different. Career. Well, okay. well, well, just take it how, however you want to go. When, when, it comes, when you think NFL Wildcats, what is the first thing that kind of comes to mind? For sure. So this past season, I was in Seattle when the Titans played at Seattle. And I looked like a maniac because uh, Tyler Lockett caught a long ass touchdown and I started cheering my ass off in all my Titans gear and uh, nobody understood why. And so I had to tell everybody around me, I'm mainly a K-State fan. And uh, so that's why that's going to be my favorite memory of a K-State player in the NFL for probably ever. I love that. I love that. We'll hop up to Nick. Nick, uh, when you hear K-State NFL or Wildcat NFL, what's kind of either the first memory or first player that pops into your mind? Uh, when I was a little kid, Terrence Newman, um, just coming from that same area he grew up in. And then uh, Jordy Nelson, just after watching him go through his college career, you know, two different head coaches. And then uh, him finally getting his Super Bowl, his Super Bowl ring, that was probably my most memorable moment. Uh, so Jordy Nelson and his wife are going to host, I think, a couple 
uh, on a trip up to Green Bay, and that was a an a Hearn Fun uh, uh, auction. Chauncey, not right now, bud. Uh, auction item, and I think it went for over sixty thousand dollars. So uh, I think it was one of the highest paid uh, items in in the auction. So we'll go to Chef next. Chef, when you hear K State Wildcats in the NFL, what's either the first player or memory you have? Mine for sure is always attached to Madden. So I was a huge Rock Cartwright fan in the NFL. He He was was, great in Madden, too. Oh, he was a stud in Madden. And I was always like, why is he not getting the Rock when he was with Washington? And dude was a stud in Madden. And I always looked for him when I'd watch the games. Uh, This is before, like, the Red Zone. So, like, if I got a Washington Redskins game, it'd be like, well, where's Rock Cartwright at? And that was my that was my boy, and he went to K State, and I don't really remember him at K State, but that was my guy. Back when I was still playing Madden as a kid, I would trade or sign every single Wildcat I could. Uh, we'll go to Ace next. Ace, when you hear Wildcat in the NFL, are, are you a Green Bay fan, Ace? No, that's Connor. Okay, well, fuck Connor. Um, what, what's your uh, NFL guy? It might be Jordy with Green Bay, but. Uh, you know, and, and I, I love Connor. I love Ace and Connor equally. Connor, if you're listening, it was just a joke. <laughs> I, it, it's amazing how no one has mentioned Tyler Lockett yet. It, well, Steve did. I might be stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I, I mean, honestly, and t- Tyler Lockett is going to carve himself out to be, pro- without a doubt, a top 10 Wildcat in the NFL. Maybe when it's all said and done, maybe top five. Um, so he, he has got himself a great career. We'll go to my guy, Hayes. Hayes, uh, when you hear Wildcat NFL, what's the first name you hear or you think of? Uh, DJ Reed is my favorite cat, um, in general ever. So I just kind of kept with him and I absolutely love him. And it's great to see he's finally kind of blowing up a little bit, got a second contract and yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so it's an underrated thing. When he plays or if he's rostered for even one game this upcoming year, he will be a rostered player in five NFL seasons, meaning he hits lifetime pension and health plan. So that's that threshold for NFL guys, getting to that fifth year, just being rostered for at least one week in a fifth season is massive. So he's going to hit that this year, and that is a big deal for him. Um, we will go to uh, Joel next. Joel, when you think cats in the NFL, what's the name or memory you think of? Honestly, like I'm kind of pissed off right now because there is absolutely I know exactly what this is for you. You're, yeah, you're there bobblehead. is absolutely no freaking way this should have gotten this far down. It is definitely Darren Sproles. He made every kid that I knew that was a K-State fan, a Chargers fan, I wore 43 in Little League for a year. Like, he is the undisputed GOAT cat in the NFL. Yeah, I I don't know if he is the great. I I would have to do a deep dive. But, again, he had a very great NFL career. He cut himself out a perfect niche almost at the perfect time in the NFL. So, shout out to Darren Sproles. We'll go Colorado Cole and then Coley Dub. Colorado Cole, what's the NFL cat that you think of? Yeah, I hate to just be a, a repeat of the previous answer, but, I mean, it just seems like the right answer. I, myself, I had a Chargers jersey as a kid, but I like the Chargers just because of Darren Sproles. Um, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, Wichita Tigers, fifth grade football, my number was 43. Uh, my position was left bench the whole season, <laughs> and um, I don't, I don't know. I I don't think I could say anyone else. It maybe is due to the era or the age of me and Joel being ninety seven babies. We're just kind of impressionable at that age, but I gotta go, my guy D Sproles. I love it, and then we will uh, end with Coley Dub. Coley Dub. Uh, when you hear NFL Wildcat, what's the first name you think of or your favorite Wildcat who had a big NFL career? I'm just leaning off the last two. It's definitely Darren Sproles for me as well. Um, I think, you know, just, I mean, growing up when I really got into the NFL, just watching him and him being a Charger for so long at the beginning of his career playing against the Chiefs, 
twice a year. You know, that's twice a year. You really got to watch and focus on him and see what he does. And I remember specific, a specific memory he had, or I had. I don't know what game it was. I think it was like a Thursday night game or some night game. He had like two kickoff returns for a touchdown in the same game as a charger. And I just remember watching that game specifically like, holy shit. Yeah, that is a great one. That is a great one. We got about seven minutes left. Um, We'll just kind of hit basketball real quick. A lot of our shows have been basketball-centric. And honestly, for good reason. It has been the real big uh, topics over it. But we have our first, like, massive weekend basketball recruiting because you have multiple guys. Shout out to my homies at K-State Online who uncovered all of this. So you have our first top 50 recruit in the Tang era coming to town, four-star center Sean Phillips. You have, and again, I've seen him at different places as number three. I've seen him at number seven. I've seen him kind of all over uh, the Juco basketball uh, rankings, and that's Naquan Tomlin. He is a Juco wing who, I mean, I think he's like 6'8", and he he can uh, get to the rim. He can play some great perimeter defense and then uh 2002 high school combo guard 6'5 guy from the big easy with a hilarious uh twitter handle at do 43 dorian finister um big weekend uh but i think the big news the biggest news even bigger than all this antoine davis got out of manhattan without committing he's currently in flight up to utah to do a byu visit i very boldly said last week ain't no way he's going to byu i don't know if that's the case i I think if this is purely an nil play if the mormons rack up the cash then he might be playing up there so we'll just kind of make this the ending question just give me a vibe check on basketball recruiting yeah, you know, are we going to haul in any of these three guys who are visiting this week? Are we going to ultimately get Antoine Davis, or is he going to go elsewhere? Just give me, uh, you know, a twenty to thirty second vibe check for basketball. We're going to start this one. We'll, we'll uh, reverse it and see if I fuck up the order again. We're going to start with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, uh, just twenty seconds on the state of basketball recruiting. I mean, we got to get Antoine Davis, right? Like. I mean, if it's all about the Benjamins, uh, but I'll tell you this, I, I, I don't think door or I don't think Antoine Davis is going to have a lot of fun, uh, you know, being in Detroit, possibly being in a great college town versus going to a place where he can't even get a, you know, a Coke zero on campus. Uh, we'll go to Colorado Cole, Colorado Cole, three big visits coming up. I think all three guys, could definitely play a role in Tang's uh, team than Antoine Davis. We let him out of town without getting the commit. Uh, just 20-second vibe check on basketball recruiting. Vibe check. Um, feeling good about Antoine Davis. Hopefully we can get him to commit, you know, shortly after this weekend. Um, it's been a little silent lately, it seems like, but, you know, a wise man once said, Real G's move in silence like lasagna. I love, I love that. We'll go, we'll go. Joel next, the ninety-seven baby. Twenty uh, second vibe check. Three big visits. Antoine Davis. What do you got for me? Yeah, I think Antoine signs. Only thing that worries me is uh, Maryland being in a bigger city. Obviously, I think that might draw him a little bit, but we'll see. Um, and then I think it'll be huge for K State to get their foot in the door with Sunrise. That could be just a perfect pipeline for us. Yeah, I, I would love to get involved with Sunrise. We'll go uh, Hayes, then Chef. Hayes, 20-second vibe check. Let's hear it. Uh, as of today, vibes are good. Before today's report, vibes not so good. Uh, I still trust the staff, but it is a lot of waiting. Yeah, I, I man, I tell you what, if they could have locked down Antoine Davis, and I, I don't think it's – I don't think we're out for him by any means, but I think, you know, you had that slow trickle of commits. I think if you could have locked that down, I think, I think vibes would be immaculate right now. We'll go to chef, uh, chef vibe check. Vibe check strong. Um, I think Maryland locked in a guard in the transfer portal. So I think they're out of it. Commenting on what Joel said. Um, BYU got a lot of bread. 
they might be able to play with it, but there was informed posters on the KSO boards that said the staff feels good, so I feel good. Hey, and you know what? If anyone's not following Jareem Dowling on Instagram, uh, do yourself a favor and follow it because it is amazing to see the energy and talk about vibes. He passes the vibe check. We'll go uh, Ace, and then we'll go Nick. Ace, what's the vibe check? 20-second vibe check, best of all recruiting. The vibes are immaculate. Honestly, I'm feeling great about everyone that we're going after, and I feel like all of them will contribute, so it's all good. I tell you what, if we had like a uh, five-day window where you got Antoine Davis, you got Sean Phillips, you got uh, Jaquan Tomlin, uh, and then we'll, we'll throw a finister in there if he if he wants to jump in. I think I think it'd be a fun time to be on email Twitter. We'll go to uh, Nick next. Nick, give me the vibe check. Vibe check's good. It just it feels good to get you know these starting to get these top star recruits into Manhattan. See what life is like. Um, I, I I feel we're pretty good at what the staff is doing. So my trust is in them. I'll tell you this. Uh, if, if we can still get that, if Julian Phillips, the five-star top 10 recruit, if we can get him on campus, if we can get him through the next week, the next seven to 10 days uncommitted, and if Sean Phillips, a top 50 recruit, is already in the fold, and if Antoine Davis is already in the fold, guys, watch out because I'm going to be bricked up that entire weekend if we can get him on that visit and have those two in the fold. We're going to go Steve-Zy, and then we'll end with Callie Mike. Steve-Zy, what's the vibe, Jack? Uh, it's very high. I mean, Jerome Tang is already bringing recruits by Betty the Astronaut shows, so he knows Manhattan pretty well. I'll give him that. Um, also, I feel like Antoine Davis, as somebody in sales, I think if you're trying too hard to get a commit uh, like while they're at your spot, that trying too hard shows very clearly. So the idea of him just being like, yeah, dude, go check out the next place. Uh, that'll be great. Knowing that you're the best and like, you're confident that you're the best. I'm fucking down with that sales tactic. Hey, th- there you go. There you go. What I really need is to see, uh, you know, Tang get up there and do a number with Betty, the astronaut. Like once that happens, like, you know, it's the real deal. And then we will end with Callie Mike. Callie Mike, give me the vibe check. Uh, my vibe check is good. I'm feeling confident. Um, I feel like the staff is getting players to campus that typically we wouldn't be getting. Um, in the past, we got two players with the same last name, and the Gordons, we're going to get two Phillips. Hopefully they work out better than the Gordons. Um, that's all I have tonight. Again, we're going live on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in God's time zone, every night on the ColorCast app. Folks who are Android fans, I promise you it is coming. I get tweets every week when it happens. I promise it'll come. And then check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Get your A1, the scoop and score is what I'm calling it because I scoop it in, I shake it up, I drink it down, and I score you get five free travel packs and some vitamin D droplets if you go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring back MVP of the night. I'm going to give it to my guy, Joel, in his return performance. Joel, I'll give you the final word for tonight. Let's go, boys. Uh, glad to be back. Prodigal son, as I've been called by uh, the, the great Scott. I'm just happy to be back with you guys talking some cats. Super excited for the draft. Uh, Best wishes to Skyler and Russ, and uh, as Grant and now kind of Chef say, meet me at the Cathead. You guys heard him, Joel and Grant waiting at the Cathead. They're all hot. Hail to the purple. Hail to the
Podcast Network.